0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Arsenal way. Now, finally, the international break is over. So that means we have another Behind the Enemy Lines episode for you guys today. And of course, an episode will not be right without the opposition next to me. And today, because we are playing Liverpool tomorrow, we have Matt Addison with me from the Blood Red team. How are you, Matt?
1: Yeah, very good. Thanks, mate. As you say, it's, uh, it's good that the internationals are over. So that's one good thing to, to look forward to at least. So yeah, should be a, a good
0: game. Usually plenty of goals between these two teams. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Of course, from an Arsenal point of view, we're always nervous going into the game at Liverpool, at Anfield. It never spells good times for us as we usually lose. But, Matt, how are you from the Liverpool perspective? perspective sorry, how do you feel like that will go? Will you guys win or will you not?
1: I think it's it's always going to be a tough game you know as much as Liverpool have you know put a fair few goals past Arsenal particularly at Anfield in recent times I think it's it's an Arsenal team that's in form that is doing well and is is much improved on on previous seasons so I'm expecting it to be a tough game I do expect Liverpool to win I think you know you, you have to back Liverpool I think in in pretty much any game against you know any opponent particularly at, at home at Anfield with with the support of the fans and and all of the rest of it so I think from that perspective, Liverpool are, are optimistic. Um, but at the same time, there's there's been teams that've have unexpectedly taken points off Liverpool, you know, on, on plenty of occasions this season that defensively not playing to their peak or, or anything like it. So I think that would be something that, that Mikel Arteta will look to to exploit with his, his plan for for the match. And I think, you know, there's there's been, you know, teams like Brentford, West Ham obviously have, have taken points off Liverpool think if if those sorts of teams can do it then then certainly the quality that Arsenal have got they can do it as well so there's a kind of nervousness in terms of we don't quite know how Liverpool are, are going to sort of turn up and, and play but I think if Liverpool play well Liverpool will win it's just a case of this season it hasn't always been that straightforward in, in terms of that consistency really for, for Jurgen Klopp.
0: Yeah, of course. And you mentioned the game against West Ham. Of course, you lost that game. Now, going into this game against Arsenal, how will Liverpool react to that? Will Has the international break helped you guys? Will you now come out all gun firing? Or will you be a little bit nervous that you might have the same jitters from the game against West Ham?
1: I think it's a, it's a difficult one. I think, you know, the, the last international break, Liverpool came back and won 5-0 against Watford. So, hopefully, a, a similar sort of performance. You know, obviously, it's a, a very different team and, and Watford were, were dreadful, which obviously played into to Liverpool's hands. But I think, the international break, you know, Jurgen Klopp actually said in his press conference he, he hates international breaks. It, it will not have helped them in the slightest, but I, I completely disagree with him. Uh, well, Certainly not on the fact that I also hate international breaks, but in terms of of being able to, to reset and, and sort of go back to, to basics, really have a, a bit of time on the training ground. I mean, West Ham it was just far too easy we've seen it you know plenty of times Liverpool being cut open anyone who watched the, the Brentford game would have, have seen a, a very similar thing but but West Ham was was even worse really I mean uh, there's a couple of those goals where Liverpool should just you know take a, a bucket and bring someone down and, and that goal just just simply doesn't happen so I think in that sense trying to make themselves a bit more controlled a bit more uh, defensively solid I think will, will be the first sort of port of call for them and that makes it really interesting in terms of, of how they go about the game. I think if Liverpool are hundred percent at it and they go at Arsenal, I think there's, you know, there's there's goals to be had, but I don't necessarily expect them to, to go about it that way. I think they might kind of just ease their way into the game, try and have, you know, the the majority of, of the possession. It'd be interesting to see who plays in the midfield. I think that's been a bit of an issue for for Liverpool in terms of, of injuries and all the rest of it. But I think that the game plan will be. Try and, and control it as much as possible try and you know stop arsenal from being able to to counter attack because you know they've got obviously huge amounts of, of quality and, and players like emil smith Rowe can, can carry the ball really well and, and things like that so i think that'll be the, the big priority really for, for liverpool is get back to, to what they were really good at the season they won the league which was just control dominate score a couple and, and just kill the game they just haven't managed to, to do that this season so far and that will be you know what they're, they're trying to aim to, to get back to
0: now of course you talked about winning a league in 2019 and this year has been more of a tough year for you guys you sit fourth in the league and it's not going the way you planned why is this is it because of the defense are you not scoring enough goals what is the main point and you guys not at the moment challenging Chelsea the way you'd like to be challenging them
1: yeah I mean they're, they're not you know too many points behind I think it's only four or five points which are, at this stage is is not you know a huge amount that, that they can't overcome and I'm still confident that it'll be you know one of, of Chelsea, Liverpool or Manchester City that that wins the league in the end but yeah for, for Liverpool it's it's been very much the, the conceding goals which is, has been the issue scoring goals mainly Mohamed Salah it has to be said but you know plenty of, of others as well have, have been scoring and I think that the biggest frustration I mean it's not just Brentford there's there's other games as well I mean even Atletico Madrid Liverpool went in and scored a couple of goals but then obviously con- conceded a couple and you know put themselves in, in a bit of danger so I think it's it's a frustration that if Liverpool score twice in a game, which they pretty much have done in in all of these games, they should win the game because you shouldn't be you know conceding two or, or three goals against a, a West Ham or a Brentford and, and teams like that. I think that's that's the thing that is holding them back at, at this moment in time. And I think the biggest reason for that is is probably the midfield. The injuries uh, have really hampered them. Alex Oxlade Chamberlain has, has had to come in, and you know he wasn't really injured in the second half of last season he just wasn't fancied by Liverpool they just didn't play him because they didn't want to they had other players there and you know we've seen him come in they've been really unfortunate with Nabi Keita getting injured obviously that was maybe one that you could have, have predicted given his injury record Harvey Elliott has obviously come in and, and done brilliantly well but then got that injury it's just been so sort of inconsistent within that midfield area for Liverpool I think that is is where they're being cut apart and you know it, it, it's a big job for whoever plays in that number six position i think you know if if it's if it's fabinho that's there liverpool are, are massively improved but even he's had you know a couple of injury problems so far this season so that's kind of, of what i put it down to i think a lot of people on the outside probably would go well you know they've got three center backs who are, are coming back from long-term injuries and a new one in ibrahim akonate who's maybe not quite up to, to speed yet but for me, it's it's more in front of them. I think that there's still a bit of time to, to go before Van Dijk and, and the other centre-backs are back to the peak. But for me, the, the big issue is Liverpool have just been far too open at times this season. And I think that the return of, of Tiago, hopefully it's a, a Tiago, Fabinho and, and Henderson midfield against Arsenal. I think that's a midfield that you'd look at and think they can keep the ball. They can stop those easy passes through to, to the forwards of, of the opposition. And, I think that's that's the way to improve defensively. If Liverpool have got the ball, obviously Arsenal can't then score.
0: Yeah, of course. And midfield is scary. And I want to touch on the midfield shortly. But firstly, I just want to see your opinion on the Liverpool defence because this season you can't really predict who is going to start at centre-back position. And I think before the game this week during the international break, Arsenal fans and Liverpool fans have been debating who will be fit and who is injured, who isn't. And can you just give me Matt, just a brief idea on who could be playing and who is absolutely ruled out for that?
1: Yeah, so in terms of the defence, I would expect it to be pretty much as full strength as possible. I think Andy Robertson is is a bit touch and go. Um, I think it's it's probably more likely that Costa Simicas will come in there, which is no bad thing to be honest. I mean, there was there was a, a genuine conversation to to be had. I think before the international break over whether it was time for that to to happen anyway. Robertson has has been you know, not poor but but certainly poor by his, his own relative high standards this season. Um so Costas coming in isn't isn't gonna be a, a huge issue, I don't think, for for Liverpool and the rest of the back line will, will probably be Van Dijk, Matip and, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. So, you know, on paper, whatever sort of combination of, of fullbacks or, or centre-backs Liverpool have, they should be, you know, far better than, than what they have been this season in terms of that defence. But yeah, my, my guess would be that it would be Simicast, just because, you know, the, the, there's a genuine conversation to be had. And if there is any doubt over Robertson, you probably don't want to take that risk. But that would be the, the most likely, I think, the the harder one to predict is is further up the pitch in in the midfield, as I'm sure we'll come to. But yeah, defensively, it should be should be fairly settled, I think for for Liverpool, for for this one.
0: Yeah, and I wanna focus on Simakas because a lot of Arsenal fans have been saying up to this game, the lead up to this game, that we can really utilize that, we can really utilize Bekari Saka on the right hand side and that is how we actually will win the game. Now we know what Simakas is like going forward, he's a very good cross of the ball, but how is he defensively? I don't think Arsenal fans have seen what he's like going back, going towards his own goal and I think we think that Saka could actually win that battle there. Is that possible? Is Simakas good defensively or is he not?
1: I think it's it's a little bit too early to tell, to be honest. I think he's he's come in and, and played a, a good few games this season, but it's not maybe been games where he's had to, to play a, a really defensive role. I mean, there's there's been a couple of games where he's come in and, and not really done much defending. He did play against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League, which is is obviously a team with with plenty of, of quality, but Liverpool kind of have dominated the the ball in that game, so it wasn't one where he had to do a lot of defending. I think this will probably be his biggest test in terms of, of coming up against Saka, but. You know, I, I'm not worried. I don't think Liverpool fans would be would be worried to to see him in the team. Like I say, there was there were people calling for for him to come in for for the West Ham game, and quite a few people thought it was a mistake for for Robertson to have played that one instead of him. So I think that, that the time is right. I think for for Liverpool to have a look at Simikas and see how good he is. But you know, truth be told, we we don't quite know. We know he's he's very good going forward. I'm pretty sure he's he's competent defensively. He's not. know he's far from a weak link i I certainly wouldn't expect arsenal to to target him or anything like that i think you know his 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 quality is there but i think this will be the the biggest test and yeah like i say liverpool fans have have kind of been asking that question now for a few weeks of is it time actually for for robertson to drop out and and simicas to come in i think simicas would have been asking that question you know privately behind the scenes as well even in you know just in terms of of his performances in training i think this is an ideal opportunity to to really test out, you know, how good he is at the highest level because, you know, Bukayo Saka, I'm sure, will we'll have a, a good go at him. But, you know, he's fairly quick, fairly good um, on the ball as well and, and obviously has got sort of Van Dijk alongside him. If, you know, Bukayo Saka was, was to get past one, he's still got to get past the, the second and the third. So, it doesn't overly worry me. It wouldn't be, you know, if, if I was Arsenal, I wouldn't be looking to target him because I think so far what we've seen is he's a, a really, really good backup defender for Liverpool.
0: Yeah, of course. You said the Wolf Van Dyke. Now, who will be playing alongside Van Dyke? Because I know Aubameyang will likely be playing for Arsenal. We saw in the game against Manchester United, you actually started Konate. That was a surprise. Is there going to be any surprise starters in the defence for, for Liverpool? Will you acclimatise to stop Aubameen, or Will you just go for straight what you believe is the strongest Liverpool defence?
1: Yeah, I think it, it probably will be Matip. Um I think, uh, again, there's been a few sort of questions over. You know, obviously, Conaté came in and, and did really well against United, but I think you could have probably played me alongside Van Dijk and it wouldn't have made any difference in that one. United just didn't really do a great deal. I think you know, the, there was the Cristiano Ronaldo uh, goal that was, was obviously ruled out for offside. That was probably the only thing he did wrong in that game, but you could argue it was maybe the only thing he had to do in that game and he didn't quite get it right. So, yeah, I think Matip is, is without doubt the, the strongest he's had. A shaky couple of games, to be honest, of, of late. But, you know, before sort of, you know, three or four weeks ago, you know, the, the start of the season he'd had up to that point, I think there was a genuine conversation to be had around him being better than Van Dijk so far this season. I think he's a real, real underrated player, you know, uh, generally across the Premier League. I think, you know, there's there's very, very few centre-backs who are, are better than Joel Matip. So, I think it would be him. uh He would be would be my bet. Joe Gomez is injured, so it won't be him. But yeah, I think uh, for me, it, it's probably got to be Matup. I think there's it, there's games Liverpool obviously through now in the Champions League. They've got Leicester in the, the League Cup to come. There's there's going to be games for for other players, other centre backs to to come in. But yeah, for me against Arsenal, you play your best too. And, and for me at, at this moment in time, it's it's definitely Van Dijk and, and Matup. So. I'd be surprised if it wasn't those two, uh, to be honest with you. And I think, obviously, it's a test to come up against Arsenal. um, But I think, you know, they they would be fairly confident of, of coming out on top in that
0: battle. Yeah, I think Matip is a very good defender. I agree. He's definitely underrated. And I think in a game at Anfield where you're going to dominate the ball, Matip can really travel with the ball. So he can drift into midfield with the ball. And I think that will be important. And I think he would be the right centre-back to start. But let's just touch on to the midfield now. Now, you briefly mentioned how a Thiago and Fabinho uh, midfield pivot would be great for you. Now, who should be that third man? And do you believe that Thiago and Fabinho have way too much for Thomas Partey and Sambi Lokonga, who will most likely be the starting pivot for Arsenal?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really tough one, actually, in terms of... Of looking at the injuries that Liverpool have it's it's quite hard to know I think if Jordan Henderson is fit and I suspect he probably will be I think he came back early from international duty more as as a precaution than anything else I would imagine that it would be a Henderson Fabinho and, and Thiago midfield which I think you know obviously tiago has been at the, at the club just over a year now I think we've only seen that two or three times and you know it's it's looked good when when it has been on the pitch together I think that the Chelsea game when Liverpool were, were against 10 men possibly the, the Merseyside derby as well there's maybe one or two other games that we've seen it but but really not that many opportunities to, to sort of have that and have Thiago in his best position as well we've seen him you know much much deeper at times I think he's better a little bit further up the pitch so I think Liverpool would be very, very confident of winning if it's those three. The issue they've got is if it's not Henderson, it's going to be Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. And suddenly that changes the dynamic completely. I think to have Chamberlain and Thiago either side of, of Fabinho, that would be a concern. So yeah, for me, it comes down basically to who's fit and who isn't. I think Thiago and, and Fabinho, particularly because you know Thiago has, has not gone away with Spain this international break. He's just been training with, with Jurgen Klopp and, and the first team. Uh, in Kirby for the last couple of weeks I think he's an absolute certainty Fabinho I expect will train later on tonight he did a a couple of sort of light sessions earlier in the week after coming back from Brazil but he's just so important I think he will definitely play if the third one is Henderson I think Liverpool win if it's not Henderson it it does put a little bit of doubt in my mind in terms of, of that midfield battle because He's just such a, an important player, and, and the drop off to, to Oxley Chamberlain, unfortunately, at this moment in time, is is huge. Um, I, I am a fan of Oxley Chamberlain when he's he's at full Pelton and he's at, he's at it, but it, it just hasn't. It's not been the same really for him since he got that injury a couple of years ago. He's never managed to to get that rhythm, and that would be a little bit of a worry, I think, for me if if he had to play.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. But it's just when a former player comes up against his old team, suddenly the performance level just times by tens, by hundreds, and he'll probably end up screwing if he does play. That does worry me. But um, before we touch on the forward line, Matt, I just really want to have a quick word on Harvey Elliott. Now, I know he's a quality player, and Arsenal have their own quality academy talents, in like smith and Bukay Saka. What is the ceiling for Harvey Elliott? Do you think he can reach the, the potential of Bukay Saka and what, and what Smithra are doing right now? Can you do that as well? Oh, yeah,
1: without a, a shadow of a doubt. I think he's he's one of the most exciting players to, to come through at Liverpool in, in recent times. I think he's just got everything that, that you want him to have, really. He, ever since he, he came in at, at Liverpool, he's looked like a player who's five or ten years older than, than what he is. He's just so, so good. I mean, Liverpool didn't particularly want him to go out last season, but he realised he wasn't going to get the minutes. And then he obviously went out on loan to Blackburn, where he was was absolutely fantastic everyone i've spoken to that, that sort of know him uh, knew him from from that period was was absolutely glowing in their praise of, of what he did i think to settle into the championship at, at that age you know 16 17 to go and and basically dominate and, and be one of the best players in that division you know quite comfortably i think is is, is a real sort of show of, of how good a player he can be it's interesting i think sort of moving forward what will his position be will he play out on the right hand side will that's Mohamed Salah's spot, so probably not. I think what we saw of him early on this season, playing on that sort of right-hand side of a, a midfield three, I think that that's just a perfect position, really, for him. He kind of reminds me of a, a David Silver type player that kind of, you know, doesn't have a lot of pace, but he has, you know, so much quality and, and so much intelligence. I just think, you know, there's, there's an absolute world-class player there to, to be unearthed and, and to be doing it at that age, you know, there's been so much talk about why didn't Liverpool sign a replacement for Gini Wijnaldum in the summer? Well, Harvey Elliott is the reason for that. I think if he hadn't have got injured this season, you know, we, we could even be talking about him potentially for, for England in the World Cup in you know, next year. I think there's there's still time for that to be the case. But yeah, in terms of, of his ceiling, he can be absolutely anything he wants to be. I've seen, you know, a fair bit of him at academy level and he's just one that shines way above all of the rest even though he's you know two or three years younger than than what he should be to to even be playing in in that sort of uh, in that sort of um, age category so yeah an incredible talent hopefully he's back and and he can sort of play a lot more minutes this season because you know Liverpool have have really missed him in terms of that midfield in terms of of creators in terms of doing what Jurgen Klopp wants from a midfielder it's a really really hard position to to master but yeah he's well on the way to that already I think.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see him when he returns and I hope he does show the same form he does when he does come back from an injury and he, that didn't affect him too much. But now let's just move on to the attack before we end the show. Now, Sergio Mane, he's been, I would say he's been almost inconsistent for Liverpool this season. You don't know if he's going to start. Klopp has sometimes dropped him. Now, he has confirmed that he might will be fit for the game against Arsenal. Will he be starting alongside Mohamed Salah? I'm guessing Diego Sota as well.
1: Yeah, he he definitely will be starting because Roberto Firmino is is out at the moment. So it's it's always sort of been three from four for Liverpool. At the moment, it's three from three. It'll be Jota through the middle and, and Mane and Salah either side of him. So yeah, no doubt about it. He will uh, he will be back. He's another one of those that had a little bit of a scare on international duty. Came off after about twenty minutes for, for Senegal, but. He's been in full training so far this week. So unless anything happens between now and, and half five tomorrow, he'll be a hundred percent in the team. And I think he's he's a really interesting one. I think you're right to say he's been inconsistent. He's not been anywhere near you know that the Sadio Mane that we've seen for, for the last two or three seasons. But at the same time, you know he, he's still scoring goals. He, he's not far off a goal a game in terms of you know the, the minutes you know per ninety that he's playing. He tends to, to score you know with with regularity and when you're putting the ball in the back of the net or you're creating for, for other people it, it kind of doesn't matter what the rest of, of your performance is like so he's changed he's not as, as quick he's certainly not as good to accelerate off the mark as what he used to be I think you know that that sort of classic thing where he'd stop and, and stand the defender up and then go again we we don't really see that anymore from him but you know his goal scoring is already you know, massively improved on what it was last season, which was, you know, another poor period for him. But yeah, like I say, as long as he's scoring goals, it doesn't really matter what the, the rest of his game is is like. And, you know, so far this season, the signs have, have been certainly better than than what they were. The, the last few months of last season were a bit of a concern. I think people maybe thought, you know, he's sort of edging closer to 30. Is is this the end of, of Sadio Mane? I think he's had to, to kind of reinvent himself a little bit. But yeah, I, after Mohamed Salah is Liverpool's biggest, you know, goal threat. And as long as that continues, I'm sure, you know, Jurgen Klopp will be more than happy.
0: Yeah, and just quickly, you mentioned Mohamed Salah. Now, who would he be more excited to come up against? Is it uh, Nuno Tavares or is it Kieran Who would you want to see start left back for Arsenal so Mohamed Salah can attack and score against?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Kieran Actually, I think he's he's a really good player. I've not seen a huge amount of, of Tavares, but I suppose he would be the one a little bit raw a little bit you know inexperienced possibly Mohamed Salah might find himself coming up uh, against against one of those players but yeah I think to be honest it, it's not made a huge amount of difference who he's come up against this season we've seen him against Manchester City makes the likes of, of Jao Cancelo who I think is, is absolutely wonderful he makes him just look silly with the, the sort of ability to, to dribble past players like they're not there so yeah I think probably you'd, you'd rather it was Nuno Tavares from a Liverpool perspective but at the same time, it doesn't really matter who he comes up against. I think if Liverpool win against Arsenal, Mohamed
0: Salah is, is going to be absolutely crucial to that. Absolutely. He's arguably the best player in the world at the moment. And let's hope he does not, for Arsenal's sake, show that on Saturday. But uh, just before we wrap up the show, Matt, I just want to get your score predictions for the Arsenal-Liverpool game. What are you going for? Yeah,
1: I'm going to go for for a Liverpool win. I think it's it's hard to, to argue against Liverpool. As long as they play well, I think they will win. Yeah, I'll go for, for a 3-1, I think. I, I fancy both Salah and Mane to be on the score sheet but uh, yeah as I say as long as Liverpool play well they'll win that, that's how it's been this season the problem has been that they've not always played well but yeah I'm I'm hopeful after a couple of weeks rest that a bit of a reset they can come back and, and come out firing and and get at that Arsenal defence I think
0: Yeah, let's hope that does not happen. Let's hope Arteta does maintain his unbeaten run. And I believe he will. And I believe Arsenal will get a draw, something out of Anfield for the first time in a long time in the Premier League. I believe it will be a 2-2 draw. That is what I'm going for. But thank you, Matt. Thanks for joining us today. That is the end of the episode of Behind the Enemy Lines. Be sure to like and subscribe to The Arsenal Way as more content will be coming soon. But more importantly, make sure you keep following us down The Arsenal Way.